hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. this is adam and i'm lisa and this is designated parent a podcast where we talk about children's programming through the lens of adult beverages welcome and cheers 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 clink all right so um how was your week i mean it was okay like it it was it was uneventful which like i am here for the uneventful week yes like thank you um a week without any kind of like Vermin infestations? Yes, or injuries, or anything. Trips to the doctor or hospital unexpectedly. Right, like, I'm, I'm here for it. It was it was fine. I'm, like, anxiously awaiting a callback from an orthodontist, but, like, that is the worst we've got right now. I mean, a spacer fell out, and it's like a little rubber band that you're supposed to shove between his teeth, and I can't get it back <laughs> I can't either. Like, I feel like I would just break that kid. Uh, so I was like, let's leave this to professionals. So. Um, but other than that, like, there's not really much going no, on. Not really. It's pretty chill, pretty relaxing. We haven't seen a louse in 10 days. Yeah. It's been, oh, it was a week Sunday so, for sure. So, so I let I let all the kids get their stuffed animals back up from the trash bags in the basement. That's awesome. And I was like, oh, I kind of love them in the trash bags in the basement. I know. I can actually but, see their beds. But now they all are sleeping in their nest of animals again. Everyone, mm-hmm. Everyone's really happy about it. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. If that's what makes them happy. Right. It's such a small thing. If it makes bedtime, like, half a percent easier. Right. If it saves me 30 minutes, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Have your animals. So that's been good. Um, I got some dice today. You did. You did. Because uh, uh, Adam is introducing the kids to Dungeons and Dragons. And so... Which necessitated... Okay, it really didn't necessitate me getting the dice. Adam is a nerd and he likes to buy dice. Like, so... We have so much dice in this house, you guys. Um, there might be a problem. <laughs> I'm not going to say that at Gen Con I bought um, dice when you're by the pound. But you did. I did. did. I did. It was actually, like actually, a pitcher full of ice. It was actually literally a pitcher full of dice. They just like cram it all in and just dump it in. So, and that is kind of the good for like accessory dice when you have to have like six um, six-sided dice that you need to roll for this one effect and figure out what it is. And it could be up to 36 and it could be down to zero or like six, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, it's nerdy. It's so nerdy. But I, yeah. I ordered some dice from dieharddice.com. You actually just ordered dice pouches. I ordered dice pouches, and I was curious about um, this one die I have that I got in a pack of dice from a Secret Santa. Because, nerds, I had a Reddit Secret Santa that sent me a pack of dice because, like, everything about that nerd, that sentence screams nerd. It's true. Like, there's nothing it's in true. there that says I have known the touch of a woman. But... Yeah, here we are. Yeah, here we are. So, um, but anyway, so he had sent me a pack of dice, and I was trying to figure out which. It came with one metal 20-sided die, and I wanted to get the set that matches that. And so I emailed the guys at Die Hard Dice, and within 15 minutes, they respond back with a YouTube video to identify exactly which die I have and, like, talking to me and encouraging me and saying it's awesome that you're playing with your family because I've mentioned that in the email. And it's really great. These guys seem... They seem like good people. Super freaking <laughs> awesome. And so as as soon as I got that email, I was like, I, I might order dice from these people. I'll see how it goes. But as soon as I got that email in like 15 minutes, I'm like, you have fantastic customer service. Shut up and take my money. Like, And so I did. And I gave them... Some money, and they gave me dice. And then I ordered five little dice bags because I had gotten that set for, for Christmas that had five sets in it. And so I wanted to get five dice, dice bags. So that was freaking awesome. And they're, like, cheap there, so it was a good deal. But he sent me two extra free dice. complete sets yes. of dice. So now I have seven sets of dice. 
And five dice bags. bags. I'm like, could you have like sent me one set of dice and like a dice bag? That would have been cool because then it would have got my numbers. But anyway, so now I need to go on and order two more sets of two more dice bags. Right. Right. Of course, I have to. It's like a chips and guacamole problem. It really (laughs) just. So I'll order two more dice bags, and then I'll have to round up a little bit to get. So I'll order another set of dice to get free shipping because why would I pay five bucks in shipping when I can get a free, you know, get a five dollar set of dice and get free shipping? And then next thing this, you know, this free shipping logic has gotten us more crap in our house. It really has. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> but but so shout out to Die Hard Dice. They right, make, if you want to sponsor our program, <laughs> you sure can. Lisa just said. We don't need more dice, but now she's like, yeah, you can sponsor. I mean, I like free things. (laughs) That's true. And I like dice. And also, if you want to give us money, that's cool, too. Like, I could go that route. That's what I meant by sponsor. Which I would... Oh, I thought you meant, like, send us, like, free product. (laughs) Because I would do that. I'm chasing that paper. I'm chasing those dice. So, so But anyway, so that's fun. But then Lucy decided she wanted to start rolling up her character for Dungeons & Dragons. Um, and she's decided she wants to be an elf. Yes. Um, cause they have blue skin. Do all elves have blue skin? No, no. I mean, it's, it's like a race thing. Like, I mean, races are elves, but like, I guess sub races. I don't know. Some elves are blue. Some elves are blue. Are, some are like fair. Some elves are green or like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's some green elves and then there's like just fair skin, like Elrond elves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's. There's some differences, but she decided she definitely wanted to be like one of these, like a blue skinned elf, kind of like a dark elf, blue elf. Um, and she found the picture in the the Dungeons and Dragons Player's Guide, which I'm totally letting my six year old <laughs> or eight year old leaf through, like a great nerd dad that I am. And she found, yeah, and I like she's a she's a badass. Like she has like a pixie haircut and like armor well, and like the picture she found was like this blue elf with a pixie haircut that was like casting firebolts and like lightning. And she was like, "That seems cool. I can." She's do like, that. "I'm in. I'm in for that." But she's wearing a dress, and that seems impractical. So like, we're gonna replace that with armor. And I was like, "I, yeah, sure." So that's what we have. We have an armor clad elf. Um, I think she's going to a- be. Wizard or sorcerer? Or sorcerer. I was like, I don't remember so what sor- the gender neutral term is. Well, there's sorcerers, there's warlocks, and there's wizards. And yeah, there's um, and so a sorcerer is someone who's born with magical ability. Oh, okay. A warlock is someone who like sold his soul for magical ability. So like usually there's a deal with like some higher power some demon. Usually, I mean, occasionally a god, but like gods mm-hmm. are more like I don't need your help, right? Like I don't, I don't like really strike deals, yeah, with the, the mortals. No, it it well, and not but also famously warlocks have like sold their souls, so there's you know you, there's some Faustian deal that's happened, literally, right, right, and then then the doors don't open for them anymore, yeah, and like, then like they can't see their breath on the windows. And, you know, like, they never show up in, like, group photos. Right. It's a whole... You lose some stuff there. I mean, never showing up in group photos, like, I would sell my soul for that ability. I never look good in group photos. No one would be able to tag me on Facebook? Like, yes, bitches. Like, I'm here for that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, And then... So that's Warlocks. I feel like that's a a bonus. Cool. And then, like, Wizards, like, they study... They study magic and they learn how to do magic, and that's a that's a whole thing where they they go to wizarding school. It's like a skill set. Yeah, and so like that's Hogwarts. And like Lucy, I was explaining this to her. Like so, so you know, sorcerers are born with it. Warlocks make a deal with somebody else and they give them power, but usually there's some sort of bad deal to that that you have to pay them back. And then wizards study hard and they just and they get it. And she's like, sorcerer sounds good to me. Like I just right. want to be born with why? this. Why would you choose hard work and dedication when you could choose just, like, raw talent? Or or, or just, like, inherited from your parents. Yeah, I mean, like, that seems like the way easier way. And yeah, I, I mean... And I agree with her. She's not wrong. She's not <laughs> wrong. I mean, that, that seems the easiest way to get your magical ability would just be to be born, have your father give you a small loan of a thousand magic credit or a million magic credits or right, whatever. Right, right. That you never have to repay. Yeah, and um, and then you can just you can just... Coast your way to the White House of whatever realm you happen to be in. <laughs> like, that seems... Seems completely reasonable. <laughs> that's the way I would go if I had a choice. Like, 
Everything else seems like a lot of work. Lucy is not a big fan of um, studying. No. Uh, None of our kids are. When she learned that her Hogwarts house was Gryffindor, she was like, oh, thank God. And I was like, what's wrong with the other houses? She's like, Mom, Ravenclaw, they like to learn. Can you imagine how much fun they would be on the weekends? Yeah. And also, I, <laughs> I was to, like, um. <laughs> there's a thing that happens when Lisa does her like learn, where learn. like I can actually see the you peaks. Can, yeah, you uh, in can the, see the vocal fry. And Lucy, as an eight year old, already has the ability to like put that growl in her disgust, and it's amazing. So anyway, so she, she so she built her. She's starting to build her whole sorceress, uh, elf sorceress, and I think. That's going to be a really good. Yeah, I think it'll be great. Good mode of expression for her. She, we got on a website, Hero Builder Three or something like that, and we like actually made a character with like a headshot and like armor, like printed it out, printed it out, and she's super excited about it and gave her a name. I don't remember what the name is, but it's it's a very like epic name. Yeah, it Layla is. maybe Leah 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 Gold. Something. I don't know. It's something. She's got it, like, taped to her wall. She's super excited. So she's got Cub Scouts tomorrow night, so I'm going to work with the boys to get them characters and steer mm-hmm. them away from the sorcerers, because they're also, like, this no-work thing seems like a, a right. winning. Are there but other like, things where you can I do need, no work? Like, I we need, need some like, warriors. I need, like, a need paladin, some... at least. Like, maybe a bard. Mm-hmm. If Zeke would be a great bard, because he's he so... He would be the best bard. He's so joyful. He's so and... charming. People are like, you know what? I just like you. <laughs> I just like you. I'm going to tell you the secrets to this castle. Right. Sure. Like, you seem, you seem like a cool guy. Do you know any songs? Can you dance? Like, yeah. Be great. Yeah. But, and the Malachi is like, uh, he would be a good warrior because he's just like, I see a head that needs cracked. I can crack that head. I'm on it. And Not a lot of strategy. Yeah. So maybe we'll have like a spinoff podcast where we recap my kids' um, like Dungeons and Dragons adventures. After this very lucrative podcast of four listeners. <laughs> hey, we got our first review. We got our first we review. Did. We got our first five-star review. We Thank you, did. listeners. Thank you, listener, listener actually. For so. reviewing us. Um, if you were listening to this podcast and you were so inclined, it would be amazing if you left your review. It made my goddamn week. It's like, fantastic. Truly. We also hit 100 listens this today. <laughs> so, like, it's been Seven a Seven really of great... those listens were me. I think, like, 14 were me. So, like... So, low bar. <laughs> low bar. We're not really... Cracking. We we were the eighty third ranked <laughs> um, family comedy podcast with explicit content. Oh, I was like, I wouldn't call us a family comedy podcast. Family comedy podcast with this list kind of. This seems like a real, real niche market. There are only eighty two people better than us <laughs> no. at it, though. So, are there anyone worse than us? Undecided. Undecided. Didn't check how many. Didn't check. I don't know how low the numbers go, but I know there's 82 ahead of us. Anyway, so um, that was our week. So, yep. So now uh, we we turn our attention to the movie we watched. Guys, this movie was on in my house at least three times this weekend. And it is, I mean. A piece of work. It is troublesome. It is a piece of work. So, uh, first off, this film is made by Troublemaker Productions. Troublemaker Productions. Which is famously Robert Rodriguez's production company. Okay. And he works, he, he and Quentin Tarantino are buddies. Like, there's a whole lot of overlap and share. What, what are they doing making children's movies? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You should ask this question. Because... I did watch El Mariachi. That's one of theirs. Um, but I don't think I've seen anything else. Desperado? Nope. Once nope. Upon a Time in Mexico? Nope. Uh, Grindhouse? No. Uh, machete? No. Important note. <laughs> so Grindhouse has a character called Machete. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back for Machete Kills. And you would think Machete Kills is the sequel to, to machete? machete where the character is introduced, right? Right. That is no. no. Because the character of Machete... Is introduced in Spy Kids. In the very, the very first, first Spy Kids. goddamn Spy Kids. He's movie. one of the few <laughs> characters that runs through all three of all four of the Spy Kids movies because he's Danny Trejo. Yeah, who like 
is a good actor. Like, what is he doing? He does not need a paycheck that bad. So, well, Danny Trejo famously, like, he kind of came to work for Robert Rodriguez as, like, a recovering like, ex-con. In his pocket. Of, and like, he's just, he just, he and Rob are friends. And he just puts him in everything. Like, I need a grizzled Mexican man. Where's Danny Trejo? Okay, so if uh, you did not pick up on this, we watched one of the Spike Kids. Yeah, movies. we watched the fourth, fourth of the four. We watched Spike Kids. And hopefully, final. 4D all the time in the world. That's the name of it. Okay, say that again Spy Kids 4D all the time in the world. This movie was in 4D. Do you know what that means? Because it's also in the dimension of time. No, okay, no. <laughs> But yes, so there's a lot of so time. So there's 3D, and there's then the fourth D is dimension, is dimension no, of time, right? The fourth D. What's the fourth D? The fourth D refers to the fact that when it was released in theaters, it had smell o vision. Did it really? It legit oh, did. Why? So, like, all the jokes That's, about weird all smells. All the fart jokes. Yes. yes that makes like, sense. That fly through this originally were because. It God, smell vision. <laughs> are you serious? Plan. It's so terrible. It's like that and like UHF, I think, are the only things I can think of that had smell of vision. But it was I'm here for UHF. That's a great film. We we should when, review that. Sometime. When should we introduce our kids to UHF? I mean, I feel like Malachi's old enough for UHF. I don't think he'll get any of it. Also, he doesn't understand things like physical media or and like, like a spatula. <laughs> Yes. These are both confusing things for him. Right. He's like, I don't understand any of this. And stuff. like, we don't need no stinking badgers. Like, I'm going to have to, no, like, I'm gonna have to so, explain Cheech and Chong. It's so much. It's so much. He, and he won't get it. While Michael Richards isn't problematic. Yeah. Or maybe we just let that go. I mean, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff there. But yeah, so we watched this movie, and it is, of course, the fourth one, which carries on our kids' tradition of like picking random movies <laughs> in a series. Only picking like the we fourth never started movie. The, yeah, we never like, started the beginning. No, we never started the we beginning. We can't start at the beginning of this. And so this film starts in the middle or the end, or I don't know. So there were three Spy Kids movies before this, mm-hmm. and the lead actor of that was um, Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas was in the Spy Kids movie. He was the dad of the Spy Kids movies. Oh. Yeah, bless him. I want Antonio Banderas to be my dad. Um, There's some daddy jokes in there, but like, we're going to let those go? No. No? No. We're not going to let those go? No, I mean, we are going to let <laughs> <Okay>. go. <laughs> Just but, like, we're moving on. Moving on. But anyway, uh, but in t- so he was there and he had three kids, or two kids who helped him in his spy adventures. And so we pick up in this story, and we have uh, Jessica Alba is the mom. Jessica Alba is the stepmom. Spy. She was yeah, the spy at the first. She's the spy. And she's trying to track down this guy who's got this Kronos disc. No, he's got a disc. Yeah, his name's the Timekeeper. Yeah, and he can manipulate time, mm-hmm. which is why there are the title of the movie is All the Time in the World. And there's so many fucking time puns so first off this movie <laughs> fun drinking game fun you every be- time there's a time pun take a drink <sighs> and every time they say the exact phrase all the time in the world finish it you're gonna you're gonna die yeah like just get a it's, new liver now it's awful but anyway but these there's all these time puns there's all this um overwhelming like all these time jokes and time things and it's cleaning your clock yeah. punching your clock and punching the clock and, and yeah like yeah. clock and time jokes just everywhere and so we meet her first she's trying to t- but she's trying to catch this time guy right she's trying to catch tiktok tiktok the timekeeper who's the he's not the timekeeper he's different than the timekeeper oh that's right he's because TikTok. we need multiple time themed <laughs> villains in this <laughs> right. film Right. That was what Mul- I was missing. Multiple time theme villains. Not a coherent plot. Right. That I mean that's that's a lot. But so um she's a spy. Mm-hmm. She's trying to catch TikTok. And also like spies just seem to be like a viable job career. Right. Right. Like that's just a thing that happens. Right. You just like become a spy. Not she's not a really deal. a spy though. Like she's really she's like a cop. Or an assassin? 
Who doesn't kill people? Maybe. I don't know. Like, it just seems... She's a vigilante, but she has an organization. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Is the organization I... governmental? Ooh. Never really... I think it's like maybe like a like an NGO. Like, <laughs> like a non-governmental organization that's like loosely associated. So the government can be like, that wasn't us. That wasn't really us. We don't right. know who these people it's like are. The Shell Corporation version of the CIA. Maybe. But anyway, so she's working for them. And she's trying to uh, uh, she's trying to apprehend TikTok, and she sees him, and she's relaying the information. She's kind of doing Overwatch for this mission mm-hmm. because it turns out she is like so pregnant, eight and a like, half months pregnant. Yeah, like nine months pregnant, eight and three quarters months pregnant because she's a week early. She's got a week left. Oh, was she a week early? I thought she was just like a day early. Maybe it was a day early, but still, she's like she's. Obviously, well past when you should probably count on being able to work as a spy. Right. But, you know. I'm not shaming you ladies that worked till the last trimester. I did like, I did work all the way up until the end because, you know, my Well, you insurance. worked all the way up until you got laid off. That's usually what happened. Well, that, for, that one time I wasn't laid off. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and I worked all the way up until the end. But, yeah. So, we, um, we haven't had great histories with jobs. But anyway. That's another podcast, I'm sure. Um, but she uh, she's working all the way up to like the last minute trying to get this last caller, this last arrest made. And so she um, she's doing Overwatch, but time TikTok disables all the agents on the ground. So she's got to chase them. Right. And she's like, there's no time. I'm, I'm going to do a zipline. Yeah. Which is obviously the choice. And right. she ziplines. So she's ziplining. She's so pregnant. Yeah. Like, she ziplines into uh, a car, like in into a convertible. Right. Like just drops down like six feet from the si- from the zipline to the convertible. Your, your, her OBGI she, win would she, be like. She didn't hit her giant belly on the, the steering, steering wheel. wheel. Like that seat wasn't all the way back. You didn't. Or her legs. Yeah. Just also to point out. Right. Like. Not just the belly, but like this is a physically impossible. It's ridiculous. Like this. Also, she's wearing heels. Can we stop a minute and talk about heels? As a spy. As a spy. As a pregnant woman. As a pregnant woman. As yeah. Anyone who's trying to drive a car. Right. I like no. All of this is problematic. I don't like any. Not that I have a lot of experience with heels or any. I feel like. Yeah, I have some experience with heels, and it's not good for me. Like, I don't love it. I don't have Barbie feet. But you're also it's not, not for me. I'm also going to point out you're not like Jessica Alba, who like cut her teeth as like action star in heels. Like, was she an action star in heels? I don't even remember. Was she in Alias? I don't know. Or was that no. Jennifer Garner? That was Jennifer Garner. Jennifer uh, Garner was an Alias. Jessica Alba was in like Chuck and Larry. Well, I mean, like, no, that's Jessica Biel. Uh, I get the Jessica's confused. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Biel's the one that's, like, married to Justin Timberlake. Right. And right. So, like, that's a whole different topic. But anyway, but Jessica Alba, I I'm, I remember her being in some sort of action films. Like, it, it's out there. Maybe. Maybe. But anyway, but, she's wearing heels. She's super pregnant. But I do appreciate that she, like, waddles in her... Like, as she, like, walks, she from definitely the, does. walks from the car to the whatever. Like, I appreciate that she waddles. Like, that's, like, the only touch of realism in this whole movie. But, like, well, I think she... And her heels are, like, wedge heels. They're, like, wedge heel boots. Yeah, they're not, like, super, like, like, stilettos. Stilettos. So, like, a, mm, it's reasonable. But she's cha- chasing down TikTok, and she has to call her husband and tell him she's like, in labor because hey, she's I'm having labor, contractions. Because she's having contractions, and she's like, the contractions are only four minutes apart. I got time. Like that is not accurate. This is bad medical advice from a, from a kids ter- movie from a terrible kids movie. Yeah, I don't know. I never really went into labor. Uh, uh, you did that one time. That one time I did, and we were like, <laughs> but. "This probably needs to not be a thing." And they're like, "We're just going to stop you until your doctor can come in. He's on call in like thirty minutes. Is that cool with you?" We're like, "Fantastic!" So then we, they didn't really stop me. They just were like, "You'll run. You'll be fine." But, but um, anyway, so she's she's not worried about that. But she then what does she do? she she chases him down this convertible, which is suddenly not a convertible right, in the middle she, of this thing. Right. She cha- so she drops into the convertible, and then when they you come, see the you, well, you see the top. And you come see up. the top come up, but then when you see the other shots of her in this car, it clearly is not a convertible. Like, it's it clearly has, not. It like has a sunroof, like. Like, it's, yeah. It's, it's clearly not a convertible. It's, it's a clear, hard top. It is legit a hard top. And, and, the, and the rest of the shots of the car swooping in and out are also a hard top. Like, I feel so like So at least they were consistent there. 
they're semi-consistent. But she chases down the guy, and there's a fight with some henchmen. Right, and she punches them all out. While her water breaks, hopefully. Right, right, her water breaks. At least I hope that was my water breaking. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, pregnant like, ladies legit. Like, that's an issue. But I mean, maybe. I'm, I'm sympathetic, but like... But right. still, that so was she, kind of an interesting joke to throw in the middle of a kid's film. Right, right. Because then my kids are like, what's it like when your water breaks? And I was like, I d- um, guys. <laughs> it's a whole thing. I don't really want to talk about with you, this with you on a Saturday morning. So, um, but then they, she beats up the henchmen. And, and they take TikTok away. And her, and her boss. Her boss shows up, who is Jeremy Piven. His name is Danger. Danger D. Diamo? Diamo, I think. Danger Diamo? Yeah, Diamo. And so she arrests, or he arrests TikTok, throws in the back of the car, and there's the classic, like, laughing villain in the back window. Right, and Jeremy Piven, like, has a fedora and, like, says things like dollface. Yeah, he's, like, dropped straight out of the 30s. Right, like, um, he's, like, a comic book 30s. And, like, I am here for some aspects of the 30s. Like, like wearing hats and drinking during the day. <laughs> okay, maybe not the hats, because, like... Hats are great. I'm here but, for like, hats. I'm not here for the rampant sexism. Like, no, rampant face. sexism, no. But, like, hats, drinking during the day. The rest of it is no, thank I'm going to ask you a question. Do you know anyone that regularly wears a fedora that isn't also rampantly sexist? Those kind of go a little together. I mean, maybe I don't. I don't know. That's an overlapping set. Regularly wears a fedora because you don't hang out with rampant sexists. So that I, I feel like that's not the only mark of rampant sexism. No, it's not. <laughs> to, Usually, it's the be, like doll face to be comments. Fair, um, yeah, but Jeremy Piven in this movie is like very anachronistic. Like he definitely, he definitely has is. like a vibe to Which, it, where he's like, I am hey. into the like vintage. Which, you know, that's a viable, viable, valuable, valid. He has, a, he has no beard in this movie. He has a terrible haircut. He does have a terrible haircut. I've, so I'm sorry, but you have a terrible haircut. In this like your movie. stylist. That was your stylist's fault. You just show up and it happens to you and then you get on set. I get it. Like, that's kind of how I live my right. life. But I just, I sit down at, at Great Clips and then whatever I walk out with. Clips. Sports Clips. Sports like, Clips. I've been doing Sports Clips lately because that's close. Um, and you can check it online, but they, they, I just sit down, something happens to my head. I walk out, I come home and, and Lisa's just like, yeah, it'll work. It's fine. Whatever. (laughs) It's fine. Um, But so yeah. So they catch the bad guy and she was like, cool. I'm having a baby. I'm I'm retiring. I'm getting in this this ambulance ambulance and I'm getting the the fuck out of college. Yeah. Like, here's my badge. I'm done. And like, you're sure you're not coming back? You're like the best spy ever. And she was like, my family's more important to me. Literally a baby falling out of her body. Also, I'm in labor right now. That's not the time to be negotiating. Like, I feel like you let that one go. Let that one go. Well, I'll call you in two months. You know, like. At least let her cool down a bit. So, um, so she, go, goes, to the she goes to the hospital, and at the hospital waiting is her husband and her two stepkids. Who is, is it Joel McHale? I don't know who he he's, is. He's an actor. He's in a lot of things. Okay. He gets around. He's He was in Community. I didn't watch Community. He Okay. He's he's a comedic <laughs> actor. He's, he's around. And so he's there, and her two stepkids. Right. Because Rebecca and Cecil, they're twins. They're twins. But like Rebecca is at least like a foot taller than Cecil. Which tracks. That if is they're okay. if they're both like eleven, that, like, that tracks. That can totally happen. But like it just is almost distracting how different they are. It would almost have been better for me if they were like they're two years apart. Like mm-hmm. that's fine. Or a year apart or whatever. Or whatever. And but like I would have believed that more than they're twins, but hey, whatever. And the whole story there is, of course, their mom died. Because uh-huh. that's a good superhero origin story, even if you're not a superhero. Your mom always dies. Your mom's got to die. At least one parent. Unless you're Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Who don't even... Well, Miles Morales... See, two weeks ago. Good job having both parents alive. But, you're, like, you're Spider-Man doesn't have either parents. He's living with an uncle. But anyway. But the... Um, but anyway, so... She, they have the story, and you meet them, and they're like, uh, we don't really like our stepmom, because we compare her to the ghost of our old mom, and who did right, no wrong. Right, and the ghost of our old mom is perfect. <laughs> right, exactly. 
And so she's kind of in a losing situation. And then they had the baby. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then there's immediately like a, year. a year, year wipe. Like, just let's go a year later. And we're at the at the dining room table. And the kids are eating breakfast and whining about life. And their mom's trying to feed a one-year-old. Or the stepmom is trying to feed a one-year-old, Jessica Alba. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, throwing food everywhere. Which is a recurring gag. because and again, It is a recurring gag. So this is one of those 3D movies that really tries hard to be a 3D movie. Yes. So there's like a lot of stuff flying at the screen, including like a this baby just like throwing baby food at the screen. Flying, flying at your face. It just is unnecessary. But I mean, if you're if you're a little kid, I guess And it's, it's fine. 2011. Like this is really cool. And so they do a lot of that kind of gag, but um it doesn't really work anymore. Like that's one <laughs> it's, th- it's really it does not hold up. Like, that's one of the things, like, I, we're watching this, you know, if we had gone to the theater and got the 3D glasses and the scratch and sniff smell card. Oh, my God. Like, I, this would have been maybe a whole whole experience, but, like, we're missing at least two crucial parts of the filmmaking ethos that created this thing. And I would like to say that's where it went wrong. Because <laughs> that's, that's where this movie went wrong. <laughs> But it's really not. Like, those were just the crutches it was relying on. Right. But it was also, like, it was the fourth Spy Kids movie. This thing was going to turn a profit anyway. Like, the it's other true. three, like, it, they're it's just true. starting I, it. You looked it up of, like, how much they spent. They spent, how- like, $25 million. Once. Which I feel like is a lot of money. And I also, for the special effects, feel like was not enough. Like, somehow... <laughs> <laughs> somehow it's this weird thing where, like, every shot is digitally tweaked and shot in 3D. But in a terrible way. But, like, that should cost a lot of money. But then you watch and you're like, nah, that's where they cut it. Like, it really doesn't hold up. And But anyway, so they go back and they're at this and the dad is now trying to be a spy hunter TV reality show. Right. So, like, while... She was having the baby. He was like, I came up with this great idea for a new reality show. I'm going to be a spy hunter. And you know what? To his credit, he makes it happen. Good for him. A year later, his picture's on a van, and they have, like, his name's Wilbur. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Wilbur something. Spy hunter. Spy hunter. And they're like, there's his picture on the van. He's got, like, a fedora again. Right, and, like, a big big arched eyebrow. That becomes a thing. But like, and his and his son wants to be a spy hunter, and he's like, "How do I be a spy hunter?" And he's like, "He's like, I I just go on TV and pretend to be a spy hunter. I do an art jabber thing. I've never actually caught a spy, which is important because his wife is a spy. Right? He's truly a terrible spy. Well, she's a retired spy. I guess. But like, she was married to him for like a whole year while she was a spy before they had the baby. But he was not a spy hunter then. He was doing some other reality producing. Right. So it's not like she married a spy hunter, which is also like a bad move if when you're, you're a, spy. a spy. Well, love knows no bounds. No. Like, don't make some stupid decisions. <laughs> but anyway. Don't fall in love with a spy hunter if you're a spy. Like, Don't no. do that, no. So she, so she's a spy, and well, she's not a spy, and she's trying to, like, connect with her she's a retired spe- stepkids spy. who kind of don't like her. And, like, well, Cecil's okay with her, but, but Rebecca but, is not okay with her. No, and so they're trying to connect, and she's a prankster, famously. Like, she does all yeah, these Rebecca pranks. Yeah, Rebecca is a, is and a prankster. And she's trying to prank her mom by, like electrifying the nose hair trimmer, which gets her dad, and shoving talc, like, baby powder in the hair dryer, so it blasts all over the face, but Mm -hmm. it gets her dad. Putting, like, blueberry stuff in the toothpaste. Yeah, which gets her dad. Yeah. She apparently just pranks her dad trying to, anyway, it's a whole gag. Is she trying to prank her mom? I wasn't paying attention. she, She says she's sorry because she was trying to prank her mom, and her mom's like, yeah, I know. And, um... But they have this whole heart-to-heart moment, and her mom gives her this necklace, which is That was hers as a child? Okay, I have questions about this necklace. Yeah, because it's going to be a MacGuffin. This necklace, yeah, ends up being a MacGuffin. It's a goober. How did her family- Unclear. Get it? Unclear. Okay. So, but- So she she says it's- Hers from when she was a kid, and it's important in her yeah. family. Well, I think, like, she recovered it at some point. Oh, she, like, found it when she... As it, a spy? It would have made way more sense if, like, at the beginning... She stole it from the She guy. stole it from the timekeeper. But then, like, the, the spy agency would have wanted to keep it as, like, evidence or contraband or whatever. Right. I don't But know. somehow she manages to keep it, and she gives it to her daughter to be like, Hey, we're, we're trying to bond. 
And then her daughter has like one last prank that like she had set up beforehand that goes off. Before they had the heart to heart, and then it goes off, and then she's like, "Oh, suck, fuck this kid." (laughs) (laughs) But um, and and so she's talked to her husband about like how this is frustrating, and he's totally not paying attention. Truth. And and then like the whole story starts because like time is being weird. Like, right, so time is speeding up, and they're, like, losing a couple minutes each day, yeah. and then, like, a couple days each week until, like, time is literally running out. And yeah, we're cause, running out of time. It will cause Armageddon. The phrase, running out of time, occurs at least, like, 87 times in this film. <laughs> so many times. You guys, it's just, I mean, it's, I'm, I am not one to call Robert Rodriguez a lazy writer or producer, <laughs> because he has done way more than I have done. But guys, this was not his best work. This is not his best work. It really isn't. I don't. I didn't check to see who actually did this, but it's out of his production company, so he ultimately is taking the blame in my book. Um, I feel like that's fair. But at the same time, he just cashed the checks. Right. Like, he was just like, this, I spent $25 million, I make $87 million, I'm okay. Laughing all the way to the bank. Right. So he, um, but, so she... So the time thing is freaking out, and they figure out it's the timekeeper because he doesn't. TikTok. No, it's the timekeeper, the guy that's got like the Cogsworth face. (laughs) This is the part where you're like, this does look like El Mariachi. (laughs) So the the bad guy has like a Cogsworth face, like a leather clock face cowl that he puts over his face. Yeah. And he interrupts the regularly. Like it looks like that clock schedule. your grandma has on the mantle. It's a great clock. <laughs> it's like the, the, where it's like got the round face, and then it's got and like the swoops. The, the swoops that go down, and and like the little coils on the shoulders. On the shoulders, yeah. Like it's it's one hundred percent that clock. Right. So this uh, bad guy, the timekeeper, the timekeeper has this uh, clock cowl, and he interrupts the regularly scheduled. Like news program to be like I'm the timekeeper and I'm okay. slowing down time and how all your time's work? running out. Like, can we just discuss how does that work? Because like that's such a trope of like I'm interrupting the broadcast to like hijack the airwaves. I truly do not know. That seems impossible on so many levels. Like, even in 2011, like broadcast, like cable, everybody at cable. So you'd have yeah. to hijack all the cable like providers, right? And right. you'd have I to don't have know antennas. Like it just doesn't make sense. If you're a supervillain, please write in and let us know how you hijack all of the broadcasts. <laughs> Inquiring minds want it to know so much, but yet it doesn't make sense. But anyway, he hijacks the airwaves to say like, "Hey, I'm t- stealing your time." Which again, why would you tell people that? Hey, why wouldn't you just let it slip away? Just like, like fine. I'm not going to draw attention to the plot because if I draw attention to the plot, you might try, try to stop, stop it. Me. Yeah. Like, just no, let it roll. But every villain loves a monologue. I guess. They love a monologue. But he, so he monologues a bit and they figure out, oh, they've got to stop him. And the MacGuffin of this is that the way they can stop it is with this Chrono Sapphire. Chrono Sapphire, which happens to be the necklace that uh, the stepmom. The Marissa is her name in the movie. Yeah, uh, gives to her stepdaughter Rebecca the curiously glowing red sapphire. Right. Um. It's yeah. It's a chrono sapphire, so it doesn't so, have to be red. So, so the mom has to the stepmom has to ask for the the thing back so she can take it to her spy buddies so they right, can so shut they down can the time disable machine. Disable the time machine. But she takes it there and she gives it to Jeremy Piven. And it's not actually... Right, and she, he, Jeremy Piven opens the jewelry box and it explodes like... Baby food. Baby food space. at her. And she's like, him. fantastic. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, mm-hmm. her two kids are under attack because the timekeeper d- kids are... Com- or timekeepers... Keepers, the Minions. I'm not the designated. This is the designated. Oh, as am I? Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, anyway. the, so the timekeeper's minions come uh, to collect the necklace because they have like a little tracking, like whatever, on the because necklace. apparently they've been able to track it forever, but they right. just never thought to. But turn they never on. were like, "Oh, maybe I, we should go get it," because like it's been in the basement like for ten years. I don't know, at least a year. At least a year. So they go and they get they attack the house, and it turns out like 
the house is already rigged to be like a safe house spy thing. Right. Which spy hunter husband never picked up on. No. But there's like panic rooms and like sirens that lower from the ceilings and like artificially intelligent dog robots. Yeah. They have a robot dog. And and in one of the phrases that I hate to say, the dog is voiced by Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais's best work, you guys. I don't know. He was in the British office. Yeah. I stand. I stand. I stand. I kind of hate Ricky Gervais. He's kind of terrible always. He is kind of a douche. So him as a robot dog, I was like, I see that. I see that. Like, yeah, a know-it-all robot dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. It's some sort of karmic justice for everything he's done. Right, right. I was like, yes, I see this. I do. Like, he does do that weird smile thing that makes me want to punch him really hard. He's a little smirky. He's a little smirky. He's, 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 He's smug British. Yes. So anyway, um, Ricky Gervais is the robot dog and who is just like a robot and like doesn't eat. Like, how could you have this dog in your house for like a year and a half and realize like, hey, my dog never moves or eats or needs to go to the bathroom. This husband is the worst spy hunter ever. <laughs> like, worst spy hunter Just like hunter the worst ever. like observant human. Like, but it just really truly doesn't understand how dogs work. <laughs> I've never seen a dog before. So, so confused. But the dog helps them escape, and there's this whole... Right. So there's the part where it's like, go to the panic room. And the one boy's like, where's the panic room? And the like little voice doesn't answer him. <laughs> Which is legit, because I have our little like robot voices that answer us, and they don't listen to me. They don't listen. The they listen true. to our kids better, but anyway. They do. But they eventually figure out, you go in the fireplace to get to the thing, and shoot you down a chute, you land in a ball pit. Which is great. Like... I feel like literally 10,000 other substances are better for a landing surface than ball pit. But, but you know, ball pit's what they have. That's what they got. It's a kid's movie. It's a kid's movie. So, yeah, it's the basement, it's a panic room, and they have a ball pit. And then they have to, like, escape, so there's these, like, rocket sleds. Okay. So, there's this video of, like, hey, children, so I installed this panic room when I married your father because in case my job ever, like, you how, know. How, how did whatever, you do that? Whatever's the family. I don't know. Clearly, this husband doesn't care or notice. She can be like, I'm just, like, putting in a spa downstairs. And he'd be like, that's great, babe. And meanwhile... Love you. You're super hot. Yeah. Like, well... Do whatever you want. But, like, meanwhile, she's actually installing a panic room with, like, rocket sleds that, like... Mm -hmm. Two rocket sleds. Two rocket sleds. Okay, also, she has a, a baby and a husband. So what would happen... If her husband was home, or if the baby was home, or if all those people were home when it was attacked. Two rocket sleds. Like, it's only two rocket sleds. And they're color-coded to the clothes the kids are wearing that day. Right. Uh, they're, like, red and blue. Kind of like a pink. Like a pink purple. and blue, but the boy goes in the pink and... No, he goes in the blue one. No, he doesn't. He goes in the pink one, and I noticed. Oh. Okay. But, like, they, they blatantly match the colors they're wearing. So they cross-thread that. That's cool and progressive, I guess, in a way. So they uh, they get in these sleds, and there's a chase scene, and the boy gets super sick. Right, because he's in this, like, crazy Rocket. jet chair. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and it he was like, It kind of reminds me of the fighters from Star Wars, which, like, the Jedi starfighters with the wings on the side yeah, that can pivot around. Yeah. Like the fang fighters, even. Right, so which, again, is so some they're deep flying around cuts. the city, and the, 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 boy bad, the bad guys turn their, like, gun... Into like Sucker rocket things sleds. Into rocket, yeah, like rocket sleds. I can't. I'm like, and they're like surfing through the sky, like holding after on the, after these children. Um, and the one kid gets sick, and he throws up in like three barf bags, and then he uses them strategically to throw at the bad guys. And it shows like in no small detail the barf hitting people. Like, yeah, there's a lot of barf hitting people. And so, but they. They evade, and they eventually get to the headquarters where they meet um, their mom's niece. Right. Their stepmom's niece. Their stepmom's niece. Step-cousin. Maybe. But she is... Carmen. Her name is Carmen, and this is significant. She was the original Spy Kids. She was was the girl from the original Spy Kids trilogy. Mm Mm-hmm. And so this is like a soft reboot slash, like, spinoff movie that never went anywhere. Because they were like, oh, they, like, shut down the Spy Kids... Program. Uh, program like seven years ago because of budget cuts. And so, like, they go back into the, the like the warehouse. Du- the warehouse and everything's all cobwebby. 
But and if I had if my kids had bothered to watch the first three Spy Kids, I feel like some of the props you see on the wall would be like, "Oh, that's from such and such. That's from the second movie. That's from the first movie. Oh, that's so funny and so referential." Right. Whereas my kids just are like, "You know what? Let's watch the fourth movie in the series. Let's fuck it. Let's just go." <laughs> and so we got none of those gags. But she's there, and so she's helping them kind of find their feet and find some things. She's like, "I'll tell you what. You can take one." Gadget. Horribly destructive weapon from this cache. Right, as a souvenir. As a souvenir. It's like, I won't activate it, but you can have it. Like, that's the cool cousin right there. Like, right. good for her. Right. And and so then... And then it was like, you go to the spy lounge and you just hang out. Well, let, let the grown-ups out. figure out what to do about Timekeeper. Like, you guys, like, which, eat Cheetos and play some video games. One of the logical things here. Like, just get them out of the way. Yes. But they're, like, goofing off and, like, trying to figure out the whole arc of what's going on somehow. They're trying to activate their weapons. Like, they're kids. Like, they're trying to find the limits of what they're allowed to do. Right. And they end up, like, in the mainframe somehow? So they escape. Well, they really escape. They just wander off. I, no, yeah, they're okay. The thing. Yeah, so they – and they're like, hey, you don't have clearance to be in this hallway – and like, we were just looking for our dog. And the little dog was like, right there. Hey, guys, what's up? And you're like, oh, our dog's right here. And it's like, run! And so they run. Um, and yeah, so they end up in the, like, in, in the, the records the, office or whatever. And they're trying to, like, figure out what's going on. So in the records office, they find the first um, things of the Armageddon machine, which is like, oh, how they... Like, the Armageddon machine stops time and right. freezes everybody. Right. And they're like, oh, cool. Like, so this must be what the timekeeper is after. And then they, like, got a bunch of... Like, letters and numbers? Yeah, like, um, messages from the, the timekeeper. They're like, but nobody can figure it out. But Cecil, who was, like, also reading a book on quantum physics, like... Hey, this kid's nerdy and this fun This kid's and nerdy and sm- fun and smart. Uh Looks at this bunch of letters and numbers and was like, if you remove all the numbers, this is an anagram. And it says, big time clock repair shop. And it says, big time clock repair shop. So literally, as soon as I see this, I'm like, that is not, I mean, like, sure, that's fine. Like, but big time. It does say big time clock repair shop in an anagram. But but that's a lot of letters to work with. There's a lot of other anagrams. So I like jump on the. So he spent like half the movie Googling anagrams. So let me, (laughs) let me get you some of the ones I came up with here. Um, Perkier accomplished bigot. Could have been that. Aerobiotic phlegm pricks. (laughs) What's a phlegm prick? (laughs) Oh. Politic ambergris epoch. Bachelor and Patigo pricks. Not <laughs> pricks. In this. Lots of pricks in this. Not, well, I mean, Jeremy Priven. Anyway. Um, lice epigraph broomstick. <laughs> Corporophiliac timber kegs. <laughs> what? What even is that? Don't Google that. Poikilothermic crab pegs. And priasmabic Gecko brothel. I mean, if there was a gecko brothel around, you should have started checking there. I'm sure that that would be the first place to check. They're at the the, the (laughs) clock repair shop instead. So, clock repair shop. And they're like, oh, TikTok's at the clock repair shop. Sure. Yeah, totally makes sense. And so they. Like, jump. They go there somehow? Yeah, they do. It's very oh, nebulously defined. No, they go there through the... They find this, like, teleportation oh, yeah, machine. Right. It's like a beamer. Yeah. Like, where, they, where they, like, they go in tiny pieces, and they're all in crazy tiny pieces, and then they get reconstituted, but while they're in the beam, all kinds of crazy shit happens. Yeah, it's a weird thing. And the girl's butt ends up on... Or the girl's face ends up on the boy's butt. And she's like, I always knew you were a butthead. Yeah, it's... Totally appropriate. It's great. For all it ends. Right. But then they get it all sorted out. And so right. they go so down they, in there. They're in the clock, in the whatever watch repair shop, and they see another anagram. Yeah. And which like, is, it's an anagram for elevator. Which I didn't bother to Google because I right. was laughing too hard about like gecko brothel at that time. <laughs> right. So the, it's an anagram for elevator. And they're like, that's another anagram. It's an anagram for elevator. And the girl is like, I bet I can figure it out. And uh, they just randomly stop turning. Right, like, she just touching like, stuff. Put, starts 
pushing things and, you know, eventually comes up with an elevator with no repercussions. Like, yeah. It's a key unlocked. And I was like, this is the worst fucking key in the history. Like, this is not secure at all. And so they get down there and it is way overly computer generated. It's a ginormous clock. Yeah, with like gears and stuff. With like gears and like second hand. It reminds and... me of like um, the Great Mouse Detective when they're like fighting a big. It bang. reminds me of the Great Mouse Detective, <laughs> which is not a great film, but it's. Not, I'm sure we'll review it sometime. <laughs> but like the the like fight scene in Big Ben. But like if that if you if you try to direct that while doing like copious amounts of acid. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what this place looks or like, or just like being very influenced by Salvador Dali. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's somewhere around there. It's a little less Big Ben, a little more like disintegration of persistence of memory. Right. So, so like they're in this giant clock machine, and there's is there the bad guy even there yet? Yeah, Maybe. he's down there. He's like monologuing. Yeah, he's to monologuing, himself. and um, oh. Like, when they're in the like archives or whatever, they realize that like they're there to steal the necklace. Like, oh, and the mom got captured somehow. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's later. I don't know, but she's captured by this point. I Is think. She... Yeah, no, she shows she's up. Not. She's not. No, she shows up and then gets captured. She shows up and then gets captured. Like, so properly. the kids, so the kids are fighting the bad guy or whatever, and. uh with, like, no special powers, no gadgets, just, they, like, the they, fact that they are children. Yeah. It's um, weird. And the mom and her niece show up, who are spies, to, like, support them. And they're like, oh, we're gonna, like, uh, activate your gadgets so you can, like, really fight the bad guys. And they're like, sweet! Yeah. And then they fight the bad guys. There's a lot of, like, punching. Yeah. That happens with, like, robot hands. And, like, it's this whole thing. And then, like, slowly, like, I don't know how it's the reveal. Like, the big reveal of the bad guy. Oh, that's later. That's later. Oh. Um, But, so, meanwhile, the dad, who's a spy hunter, (laughs) is like, I gotta hunt some spies. Like, for reals, I'm gonna lose my job. I never catch spies. And so, he comes up with, like, a spy, like, uh, what's the word? It's like a like a metal detector bow, like with spies, it just like beeps and points. Like that's not how that works, right? So he's like boop 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 boop, like following spies detected, right? And he's like follow this like path, and so he ends up down in the the basement of the clock shop where the yeah where the spy thing is happening, and he gets this like again. Video. This place has horrible like security, right? So he gets this video of these spies fighting this bad guy. He's like, this is amazing. This is gonna put me on the map, like. We're going to be bazillionaires. Yeah. And, and uh, the and he calls his wife and he's like, I'm so excited or whatever. And then as he's reviewing it with his boss yeah. and like cameraman or whatever, he realizes it's like his wife who's like, who has his baby. Like, strapped to her stomach. Strapped to her. Like in a baby Just like in an ergo. <laughs> like, yeah. Not again. How you would... Right. She was like, it's okay, I got backup. And I was like, a baby is not backup. Baby is the opposite of backup. Like, that is... It's not okay. That's not... Yeah. Like, CPS, you should be investigating the situation. Anyone who brings their babies to spy battle. Yeah. Um, And also their stepchildren. Like, it's really some questionable I mean, the stepchildren came on their own. Fair, but, like, I feel like they were not adequately supervised to keep them from stumbling into an international web of espionage. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, so, they, anyway, the mom and the aunt the and the baby come to save the stepkids. Yeah. And it kind of works. It's kind of a fight. For a little bit, there's a fight. But then the TikTok... Ends up stealing the necklace, and then he ends up freezing time. All the all the all agents. the agents. But it turns out, like, <laughs> it turns out the one agent, he's like the brother of the other agent. Yeah, and he's the nephew. He's the nephew. Um, and he like came back after like seven years of being Secret away, and mission. she was she was mad at him, and she threw out his badge. <laughs> But, like, the badges were used to freeze agents. So right, so he was immune. like, oh, I'm not frozen. And so then he, like, ends up unfreezing people and activating the kids. Oh, the kids are back at the, like... I don't know how that happened. 
I wasn't paying I think, attention. I think like they kind of they they kind of win that battle, and so they all kind of come back. Oh, but okay. then it turns out that the big reveal is that TikTok, or no, the that the timekeeper keeper is the head of is Jeremy um, Piven. Yeah, is Jeremy Piven who is the head of like the SOS who also talks like he's in the thirties. Because, because he got like frozen. Yeah. In it the turns 30s. Out he got frozen as a boy in the 30s and then he grew and then he watched his dad, like he was like a man trapped in a boy's body and he watched his dad die. And then when they like finally figured out how to stop the like the time, time travel he machine, he was like grown and all. Like he was still in a boy's body, but like he was grown and all his like family was dead and he was sad about so, it. So anachronistic is. Accurate mm-hmm. in this case, but he—it's totally unnecessary. But he does eventually like, and the kids figure this out because his name is his, an anagram. His name is Danger Diamo, which would be like a uh, danger of love, I guess, if you're speaking Spanish. Which again, a Robert Rodriguez film—you kind of have to maybe, do. maybe no, like legit. He's got a very different. Right, right. Once upon a time in Mexico. Come on, Desperado. Right, right, Avarachi, right, right, right. I'm, I'm machete, with, I'm like, with yeah. you. Yeah, but so, so they realize Danger Diamo is an anagram for Armageddon. Armageddon, which is again kind of a deep cut, and like that's the name of the Doomsday Weapon, which is not even subtle at all. Right, he's like, isn't that an interesting coincidence? And then like. He, like, locks the doors behind him, and they're like, so, I shouldn't oh, have figured crap. that out? Like, Yeah. So, by the way, again, my anagram, I, I had gotten bored with the first... Google anagrams, <laughs> you guys. I got bored with the first anagram generator, so I started Googling anagrams for Armageddon to come up with better names for Danger Diamo. Um, dorm Agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma Doe. Ooh. That would have been fantastic. I mean, Jeremy Pittman would have been out of the job, but, like, that's great. Odd Manager. Yes. <laughs> Mead Dragon. <laughs> Mead Dragon. A Dad Manager. Armed and Go. Armed and Go. Or my personal favorite super villain name for the next episode, Goddamn Ear. <laughs> You missed your chance, Mr. Rodriguez. You missed it. I know. He could have been named Goddamn Ear. (laughs) Or Grandma Doe. But then, so they just have a fight. And it makes no sense. And time is weird. Right. So time is speeding up. And they're going to run out of it. And the kids fight the bad guy. And and they find the big reveal. The big reveal in that fight is that, like, not only is Jeremy Piven the bad guy, Mm -hmm. the, the timekeeper bad guy. But, like, time, what's happening is he's kind of stuck in this loop where he keeps coming back and trying to set time right so he can go back in time and, and like meet his dad. be a kid with his dad. Be a kid with his dad. And so every time he comes back, like, there's another version of him stuck. So, like, TikTok, who ha- has been wearing, like, this really awful fake beard and, like, crazy hair and, like, super big goggles, takes it all mm-hmm. off. And guess what? It's Jeremy Piven. It's Jeremy Piven, too. And- all the of hedgemen. the timekeepers hedgemen, who by the way have like masks that just have the time clock on them. They just have a clock on their masks, and yeah. they, the clocks move actually weirdly. But they start taking off their masks, and they're all Jeremy Piven. Everybody in this movie is Jeremy Piven. Like Surprise. at least half the people. Yeah, like half the cast is Jeremy Piven in this movie, and so it's like it never worked. You're never going to get it, and it doesn't work, and he doesn't get it. But they somehow manage to shut it all down. Right, they, like, convince him. Yeah, well, he, like, goes into it, and he comes back as, like, an old man. He's like, yeah, that wasn't worth it. And then, like, just shuts it down. It's like, what the the heck just happened? Like, Mm -hmm. none of this makes any sense. Yeah, and then the TikTok, who's, like, also Jeremy Piven, is like, no, like... I have to do this. Like, he might have given up, but I haven't given up. But he did give up, because you are him. Or not. But he is you. Or not. I don't know. Like, is you in a different timeline really you? Yes. I don't know. There's a lot of complicated... Shoulder shrug emoji. There's there's a lot of complicated metaphysics that are completely blown away. Yes. Yes. So anyway, um, and then, like, TikTok is like, we're just going to keep doing this over and over and over again until I get what I want. 
But like old man Jeremy Piven walks out and is mm-hmm. like, no, this isn't worth it and shuts the whole thing down. No, but like somehow they have to fight TikTok. After yeah, there's that. a big fight scene. There's a big fight scene after that. That makes no sense because I was so oh, hammered by that. Is that point. is that <laughs> is that when they turn their robot dog from like regular to attack mode? <laughs> and the way you do this, by the way, if you have a robot dog that's set to sentry mode at this moment, if you pull out its right front leg, there's a conveniently labeled switch at like the leg shoulder. Right, where you just click it. You click it, and then you put it back in, and your dog, voiced by Ricky Gervais, starts kicking ass. And that's unnecessary. But it happens. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so the dog goes crazy, and they, like... Saves the day, and... Oh. <laughs> also, the boy has hearing aids, and it's, like, a plot point. <laughs> Oh, because they, like, no sign language or are able to communicate. Right. And he, like, turns them up really high to, like, hear, like, you have three watches on. And he turns them up to to figure out how to crack safes. And he turns them up, like... Yeah. It's, it's kind like, of like his superpowers. It's his superpowers. Which is, I feel is, like, also very empowering, yet somehow, in this movie, very patronizing. <laughs> it's, like, so patronizing. <laughs> like, I mean, I get it. I know deaf people. I I wish you the best. But, like, this is not 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 how you should go down in history. It doesn't make me feel better. No. So he does that whole thing. And, but, like, like the, the, all the action scenes in this, for the, for the benefit of being, like, really weird time wise, like, there's, like, speedy ups and slowdowns and freezes and, like, Mm -hmm. like, they will have a whole section of the fight that just freezes in time while this other section of the fight happens. And then, like, they go back to that other thing, and it, like, like none right. of it makes any sense. Yeah. It's all in the same, like, weird computer-generated clock monster thing that right. doesn't really let you know where anything is happening or when anything There's is happening. There's just a bunch of gears and, and it's just like, hands that can cut you in half. And it's, I mean, on the one hand, it kind of looks pretty, but on the other hand, it kind of looks like early 2000s CG on, like, a shoestring budget. With way too many Jeremy Pivens running around. There's a lot of Jeremy Pivens, that's true. How many is too many? Mm, two. Yeah, probably. <laughs> He's, yeah, he used Jeremy Pivens spe- you know, sparingly, sparingly in, your, yeah. in your movies. But, like, like, it just, I don't know, it was so confusing. And again, so, I was not sober for the that's climax. That's true. That's true. So, so um, somewhere in there, like, the spy hunter father... Finds out his um, wife and kids are spies, and he feels, like, very betrayed. Um, but at the same time, like, understands their safety is important. And so, so he destroys the tape. Yeah. That... Uh, would have made him a star. Would have made him a star. And he goes down, to, and, and his boss fires him, of course. Yeah. And he, like, is packing up all his stuff, and his wife and the baby, like, he meets him at the car. And, uh, the spy detector's like, hey, she's a spy. Right. Spy detected. Right. And he's like, shut that up. Part. Yeah. It's and, not working. Uh, right. And she's like, hey, I'm a spy. And he's like, how come you didn't tell me? And she's like, well, I retired, like, the day we had the baby. Which means she was a spy for, like, a whole year while they were married. At least and, nine like, months. through all of their dating oh. career and, like, yeah. At least nine months of that right. relationship. She was a right. spy. Consider like if they, maybe they got like she got knocked up on the first Tinder date or something like still. I mean no. At least like eight. There's the part where they were like we've been married for two years and the oh, baby's okay. like a year old. That's fair. So that's fair. But anyway, it doesn't make any sense. This whole movie is right. Just, uh, uh, and he's grumpy about being a terrible spy hunter. <laughs> really, like, that that happened really before the about big being, fight. That did happen before the big fight. And I, I don't felt understand. like I needed to bring it up. Um, so then there's a the big fight, and then they like. Take the time, whatever person away, I guess. Yeah. And, and they then, win. And the, spy and the kids niece, win. And the niece and nephew from the first spy movie are like, hey, we're going to activate all the spy kids. Right. And like, there's a shot of like kids sitting in a theater, which mm-hmm. I think, again, if I was watching this in 3D with the smell of card, right. like, it would feel like maybe they were showing kids in a theater, but we're like watching this. In our living room. On Netflix. On a beige couch. So, like, it's not <laughs> They at also all... have a bunch of, like, kids in a park. Yeah, that's true, too. They get activated. And, like, all these kids are being activated as spy kids. And you can be a spy kid, too. And I really felt like it was about to cut to a shot of, like, so buy the spy kids, you know, equipment at Walmart. And it, like, 
like that would have been the next thing and then credits I mean, roll and we're yeah yeah it was very commercially <sighs> but it was weird i don't know it was it was a weird film yeah do you so... think it would have been beneficial to see the first three before the fourth <laughs> i mean no <laughs> i really don't i don't think i don't think that's missing from my life i feel like i'm fine i think it's okay so yeah um they fight the big bad guy and then they slow down time to a regular pace, and everybody has all the time in the world. And there's also, like... And they said we have all the time in the world, like, at least three times in the right. closing scenes. Right, and then, like, there's, like, we're going to make time for our family. Like, we're going to, like... Make time, keep time. Make time, keep time, whatever. All the time things, like... Yeah, it's all the time. Time's on our side. Yeah. Isn't that a song? Yeah. You want to sing it for me? No. Okay. <laughs> um, but... They, yeah, yeah and so, so they have a lot of like, hey, I know I said that like I would focus on my career for five years and then like we would have all the time to spend together, but like I realize in five years you'll be like grown ups and I'll, like your childhood would have passed me by, so like I'm gonna make time for you now. So yeah, that's a whole like heartfelt moment that had no earning. Also, like my kids, I love them, but I need a job. Like I can't take time off. <laughs> Truth. To just enjoy their childhood with them. I don't enjoy their childhood. No, I do. I enjoy I, moments of their childhood. I enjoy childhood. moments of their childhood. But, like, there's a lot of moments. I'm like, can I farm that out to someone else? <laughs> but anyway. Right. So what do we learn from this movie? Um, okay. Uh, too many Jeremy Pivens spoil the broth. It's true. Too many Jeremy Pivens spoil uh, Um, time pumps get old fast. Super fast. Very fast. There's only so many time puns. I think that's the problem. There's only like six. Yeah. And, so they just, <laughs> and then they're just like recycled every ten minutes in yeah. this movie. Um, super villains like to monologue and have horrible security that can be cracked by the average of 11-year-old. Right, right. Also, like, perchant for like the dramatic mm-hmm. and like clock face. Like, very themed. Yeah, it was like really themed. Very themed. Like a... a a themed underlayer, a themed costuming. But, like, theming can only go so far against completely incompetent execution of the main plot. Yes. So there's that. So, like, never get so caught up on the theme of the party that you forget to actually have, like, pizza and, and right, coffee. snacks are important. Snacks are probably important. They could have done well with some snacks in this show. So... Yeah, I mean, I'm, am I glad that Jeremy Piven and Jessica Alba get some, uh... Granted, this was six years ago, paper? seven years ago. Sure, I mean, but like seven years ago they needed to eat, <laughs> so... Did they? That, that was like the hideout entourage and like whatever Jessica no. Alba was doing. No, it was pre-entourage. And I don't think no, Jessica No, it was totally the middle entourage. of entourage. <laughs> she was not. Jeremy Piven was. <laughs> Jeremy Piven's in entourage? I don't know. That's where he's famous from. I don't know. He's famous from Cincinnati Bell commercials. No, that's only like in a certain corner of Ohio <laughs> that we happen to be in. Sorry, inhabiting. Jeremy Piven is famous from Cincinnati Bell commercials, and that's where I know him from. Because <laughs> you never watched Entourage. No, <laughs> you don't need. You're not missing much. It's anyway. Well, that I, yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. I don't know. These things always end abruptly when we run out of cognizant ideas. When we run ideas. out of anything to say about them, because they're all terrible. They're all horrible, horrible films. So, Robert yeah. Rodriguez, make me make me more 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 mariachi movies. And yeah, no. Dust till dawn, like four. I think we're up to now. <laughs> but the but the one guy's in all of them. Yeah, Danny Trejo as as Machete. As Machete. Don't look that up if you're looking for a kid's film. I mean, Machete and Machete Kills, apparently not a kid's film. No, FYI. Yeah, just, just public service announcement. All right. So that's something else we learned. All right. Well, uh, till next week. Yeah. Please parent responsibly. Please do.